Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Level Grinding, and more importantly, Happy New Year. Uh, it is... Happy New Year. Woo! You broke up on that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Happy New Year. Welcome uh, to 2023. Uh, this is the, I think, second official episode of Level Grinding, and the first episode of the new year. So we're off to a, cel- a stellar, stellar start. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead, we're going to do some review coverage for yeah, games that are coming out. Um, and then Robin and I are going to go back and forth and talk about our five favorite games of the year. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, what 2022 was for gaming and what we have to look forward to in 2023. So strap in, make sure you're stocked up on potions and we'll get to grinding. Uh, you... Sir, uh, first of all, I talked over you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> you have you have our list of trailers. So let's start uh, ticking that down. Where are we starting off with? We're starting off with Death Stranding 2. This game sequel. One of the most fun games I played in last while was Death Stranding 1. So I'm interested to see where this one is going. It's beautiful looking at least. And as always with a Kojima game, I'm more confused going in than any other creator's games. So, so Death Stranding two in this thing, and I'm sorry, I'm a shitty gamer, everybody. Uh, but this is going to start the trend of games that are sequels or trailers that are sequels to games I have not played. Um, I have not touched Death Stranding one yet. Uh, I need to. I know I have access to it now. Uh, I got to get on it before two comes out at least. That way, I can review it properly. But it's an absolutely gorgeous game. Um, my concern, and I could be wrong, is uh, Kojima is the Metal Gear Solid guy, right? Yes. I loathe those titles, so I'm always hesitant to touch anything he touches. Um, not to like discredit his, you know, skill and what he does for the industry. Uh, I'm just not a fan of his like most prolific work. Uh, but I definitely need to give it a shot because uh, it's literally Norman Reedus, and I love that man. Um, I can't remember, but I think you love the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games. Uh, I played the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games. Okay. I don't love any Castlevania. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, but um, those are Kojima Productions as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna Shadow. give it a sh- yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot just because you know it's it looks amazing. Uh, and I'm sure if I told our friend Elijah I hadn't touched it, he would fly out here to punch me in the face. But uh, oh, that's how we get Elijah here. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a list of options to get Elijah from Canada. But um, yeah, no, it looks great. Uh, I'm excited to give it a shot whenever it comes out. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, Armored Core 6, The Fires of Rubicon. I'm so excited to finally have a new Armored Core game coming out. I hope I'm wrong. God, I hope for like for all of my friends who are just like, oh, we haven't had a armored court in 20 years. I really hope I'm wrong. Um, it's a from software game. Uh, I don't trust from software to not make Dark Souls. And if they do make not Dark Souls, I don't trust them to advertise not Dark Souls. Um, I fully, fully anticipate this to have mechanics uh, that made Dark Souls into 
whatever weirdly popular genre it is, but I just, I don't, I don't trust it to not be armored core six dark souls. Uh, you know, they took, they got the dark souls formula. They haven't deviated that I've seen from the dark souls formula. Uh, every game that they've made, that's not dark souls in the last couple of years. This had any real major mainstream success has just been a blanket over top of the dark souls, uh, formula. So I pray with everything I'm wrong. Armored Core is also a series I haven't played. I'm very picky about mechs. Mechs and space are stuff that I'm like, Ugh. So um, I'm hopeful for my friends that my lack of faith in From Software is ill-founded. It looks gorgeous. The, the trailer looks fantastic. Uh, but I, I noticed there's no gameplay. And that's a, a very crimson flag for me. Put on those rose-tinted glasses and all the flags look like red flags. Well, I, some people will listen to me talk about these reviews and think that my eyes are just red. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm I'm cautiously hopeful uh, for everybody who's excited about Armor Core Six. Right, then we have Hades Two, more of the same gameplay wise from the looks of it, with some great quality of life changes. You get to play as Hades' daughter in this one. And it looks like the story is going to be phenomenal. This isn't my style of game, but I love watching people play it or listening to the plot playing in the background. I just, I'm not one for frenetic games these days. Uh, so, again, haven't played Hades. I've seen, I, watched, I think, was it Crow that was playing Hades yeah. that we watched? Um, yeah. Uh, Jay the Crow, check him out. Uh, what's his Twitch handle? Jade the Crow. Is it Shade, just Shade the Crow? Cool. Yeah. Uh, check him out. He's fantastic. Um, yeah, he played Hades, uh, and that's all I've seen of it. It looked fantastic. Hades 2 looks just as fun. Um, I love the art style. I love the art. Um, it's not cel-shaded, but it's still animated. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm fully here for it. Uh, I don't know how those that genre of game plays. I haven't actually put my hands on it, so I'm not sure you know, about the gameplay or anything like that, but if it's like it's it advertises itself as a roguelike, I believe. So, yeah. Um, if those are your, if those, if that's your genre, jump in there. Uh, I think I've played maybe one or two roguelike games, so I, I don't have an opinion yet. But it looks fantastic. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I love all the nods to any type of mythology, but Greek is like my second favorite. So, very excited for that to come out. Yeah, I love roguelikes. Like, I recently found out my favorite PS2 roguelike got ported quietly onto Switch. It's called Baroque, and it's fucking incredible. So once I find my Switch again, I'm going to probably have to get that. Yeah. But next is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League official Batman reveal. I loved the tribute to Kevin Conroy at the end. That was uh, amazing. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't need to make me sad like that for no reason. That was fucked up. Yeah. Rest in peace to a real legend. But, Absolutely. Um, like... I love how well they captured the everything of each of the villain, like their personality, their abilities, like watching Captain Boomerang threatening to slowly kill the Flash was great. And then Batman appearing, killing that cop was a little weird for me, but I'm here to see what's going on. For sure. Uh, so anybody who knows me knows that I hate most of the DC universe, specifically the big three. So anything where we're going to kill the Justice League, sign me up twice. Um, 
that being said, like of the DC stuff that I don't hate, Suicide Squad is high on the list. I love Suicide Squad. Uh, I Harley Quinn's personality as a whole is getting a little tropey at this point, but you know it is what it is. Um, generic cosplay girls absolutely love Harley Quinn. So you know, ladies, here's your game. Go crazy. But um, I love, I love the yeah. You're right. The the variety of the characters, the attention to detail they put into all their personalities, absolutely fantastic. And uh, I cannot wait to kill Batman and Superman. Uh, and I'm sure, like gameplay wise, it'll do something to stop me from doing that in the story. But I really, really, really want to kill them. Uh, I'm very excited about this game. I'm just sad that we're probably going to go after Oliver too. And I love Green Arrow, especially all the shit he has to go through. I don't. He gets overlooked a lot in Justice League stuff. So I mean, not as much now because of the prevalence of the CW Green Arrow. But like prior to that, Ollie not showing up in a thing was real common. Um, I'll, I'll be more upset about having to kill John Stewart if it's Hal Jordan. You could die of parallax, but uh, I love John Stewart. It's Kyle Rayner. I'm going to cry. Oh, it's definitely not going to be Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner uh, is that, that's for comic book nerds. Comic nerds know who Kyle Rayner is, uh, but not not a lot of because most of these games have to appeal to like the the broad casual audience. Um, and I promise you, if they put Kyle Rayner in there, we're going to see articles on clickbait game sites about uh, the new Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, uh, and I'll lose my mind. <laughs> He's just been through so much, and I just want to protect him. I mean, so has Guy Gardner, and Guy handled it yeah. much more relatably. Guy's been through some real <laughs> shit. Guy handled it much more relatably than Kyle ever did. True. And then uh, next we have Tekken 8. And oh, yeah, more Tekken. If you're a fan of Tekken, you're going to love this. Yeah. Otherwise, they made it prettier, but I haven't seen anything else. It's a very shiny, fighty boy game. Um, King's in there. You like Jaguar masks on giant luchadors? I think Jack is in it. There's definitely some big guy. I think Jack has rocket arms now. That was weird. Yeah. Well, Jack's had rocket arms. No, I mean, not arms to fire off. This man was flying across the screen using rockets out of the elbows. Sure. Why not? Yeah, that's why I was like, uh, it might not have been Jack. Might be another I, if, I re- if I remember correctly, I think Paul Phoenix's hair is down as default in this, and I don't like it. Look, uh, Paul's hair he's got is supposed to, to be him. taller than me. Paul's hair should be taller than me at all times. He's getting older, and you know the economy can't afford that product anymore. Locks to the sky <laughs> or shave it off, my guy. Those are my two options for Paul Phoenix. Uh, hair down Paul is some bullshit. I'm not here for it. Uh, yeah, like if you like Tekken, uh, this is sure going to be a Tekken, a hundred percent. There will a, be a King of the Iron Fist tournament. There's a there's a Mishima Kazuya, whoever, yeah, looking like a Devil Man. It's definitely a Tekken title for sure. Clarification: He doesn't look like Devil Man. He he's saying a Devil Man. <laughs> yeah, no, I said a Devil Man. He looks like a Devil yeah. Man. He's like purpley with horns and wings because you know uh, something something Mishima Zaibatsu or whatever. Uh, I, I say that like I haven't played all the Tekkens. I've played all the Tekkens, but uh, this this one just it's not going to change anything. It's just going to be another Tekken, maybe a couple new characters, uh, and another game where Lee Lee Shalon does not get the respect he deserves. So it's going to be a Tekken game. Another game where I'm going to play as Panda. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Swear to God, if Panda's not in it, then Roger better be back. Oh my God. Why do you always want to play with an animal? Because I just want Bloody Roar again, okay? I want a new Bloody Roar game. Well, f- talk to somebody about getting a new Bloody Roar game. We don't have to put animals in every fighting game. Street Fighter, I'm looking at you. What ammo did Street Fighter put in? I don't know. I'm sure there's one, though. <laughs> Maybe it's in, like, the Turbo Alpha Street Kids edition. I don't fucking know. Oh, no, I know all of the Alpha series. Well, no, I'm not Alpha, Turbo Alpha. Which I'm sure is another thing that'll happen. As soon as Capcom is like, ooh, more money for the same title. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. A rush. So we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Fallen Order was incredible. It, um, the storyline was great, but it felt far too short for me. I needed more, so I'm glad to be getting more. Uh, I'm very hyped. It looks like you get a scoundrel on your team, and you fight bounty hunters, and one of them is wearing Mandalorian armor, so that maybe Boba Fett. Okay, uh, so A, very excited about any Star Wars games. Um, I will take this one. Um, while I wait for KOTOR to finish being remade. That's fine. Um, please, if anyone at any Star Wars game production hears this, and if you do, we're much deeper into the show than this for sure. Please let me kill Boba Fett. Please. Just let me let me kill Boba Fett and make it a very easy fight because let's face it, this is like a side tangent. Boba Fett never did shit. The books, Drew, I don't give a shit about the books. That's going to be a running theme for all the gaming conversations. I don't care what he did in the books. What he did in the movies is he stood to the left of Darth Vader and let Darth Vader catch his bounties for him. Uh, Boba Fett doesn't do shit except fly into Sarlacc pits. Now, caveat, uh, the show Mandalorian Boba Fett, he's dope as shit. That's not the same guy. Uh, (laughs) But let me kill Boba Fett. I'm so tired of Boba Fett fans just being Boba Fett fans. Uh, anytime a Star Wars game lets me kill Boba Fett, I'm going to spend my money. Um, and when I, when I say shit like that, I'll buy it on all the platforms it's on. Um, so let that be Boba Fett, uh, Lucasfilm. You're not Lucasfilm anymore. Whoever runs the Star Wars games, now, you can have all my money, Disney. Uh, other, aside from that little side tangent, it looks amazing. Uh, it looks great. I have to finish Fallen Order? Yes. Is that the first one? Yeah. I have to finish Fallen Order. Um, when I was playing it before, I just didn't have the free time to dedicate to it, which is heartbreaking because it was a very fun game. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited about this one. And whenever I find out when the release date is, I'll make sure to go beat Fallen Order so I'm caught up on the story before it launches. This will be a pattern. <laughs> what will be a pattern? Oh, me needing to play a game before it comes out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm behind, my guys. Uh, I'm I'm so far behind. My hope, right, is that enough of you get some use out of this channel, this channel, this podcast, that uh, well, we also do YouTube, so scatterbrained. My hope is that this does enough to pay us so that I can just get caught up on games uh, and give you guys the content you deserve. <laughs> that's, that's the fingers crossed. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what you mean by the Boba Fett from the TV show is a different guy. Uh, what I mean is that if you took the Boba, if you took Disney Boba Fett and like Lucasfilm's 1970 Star Wars Boba Fett, Disney Boba Fett beats his ass hard, real hard. And he gets no, he gets no lines and like 
three minutes of screen time in the movies. Uh, so. Right. But anyway, uh, next comes one of our most anticipated games of the last few years. Oh, is this Final it? Fantasy 16. Mm, so excited. This trailer has heightened my interest in the game. And that's funny because I thought I was excited as I could be. That Garuda versus Ifrit fight was incredible looking. Um, we got a 623-2023 release. 621-2023. We got a we got a release date and I've already forgotten it. June 22nd, but, 2023. Okay, six twenty-two then. All so, right. Yeah, 622-23. Uh it's about six months. <laughs> so excited. And um like I'm super hyped about it. I've my hype went up like they announced that Moogles are back and they're proper looking. And then my hype went even more because I think that the Phoenix icon boy child is about to get murked right there. And his brother transformed into Ifrit, or at least as far as I've been able to tell from what they've shown us, his brother. Definitely somebody protecting him. Uh, most likely our protagonist. Yeah, uh, well, we know so that much. My question, right? Uh, so Phoenix Boy was about to get murked. How do you get murked if you turn into a Phoenix? That's kind of their thing. I've been Final not, Attack. Yeah. I've been Final Attack Phoenixing since Final Fantasy VII. I know that killing a dude with Phoenix on him does not work. Uh, no, I'm so excited about Final Fantasy sixteen. It looks gorgeous. Um, I love. I think the way that they've explained it, and of course they haven't given any story details, but I think we're just in one country. For a Final Fantasy, for what? Maybe the first time? No, it's not only one country, isn't it? Because they no, were very adamant about war, like, and they they're they're very adamant about sticking to one specific dialect. Yeah, so that's why it's there's like a lot the of region. But um, they have because there are, um, I think they call them icons, summons. I know what you mean. We're gonna like call them summons, summons until the game. We're gonna call them summons until the game comes out. Because I don't know what they call them. But when then maybe yeah. now I'm going to call them summons because that's. Are we talking about Efreet and Phoenix and shit like that? Yeah, but they don't get summoned so much as they get transformed into. Right, sure. I mean, that's semantics of how that specific game is doing it, but those are traditionally summons that have been summons in the Final Fantasy franchise for as long as summons have been summoning. So when we say summons, people know that we're talking about stuff like Efreet, Shiva, Titan, unless we're talking yeah, about um, a different thing. Ballistea, it's. The name of the world and the continent is Ash. Like in Kevin the Nash? Is no. it big sexy? Ash. Uh, Ash well, in the east. And my dude is a phoenix, so that checks out. And Storm on the west. And it, Valisthea itself, the whole thing was inspired by medieval Europe, which is why the casting changes have been made. Not changes, decisions. Fair. I, I don't have any criticisms about the casting decisions. Um, Here's what I think is funny. I'll speak on this very briefly. Um, I think it's funny that there's a lot of people upset that they are only casting uh, this specific brand of British dialect. A lot of people that I'm seeing are talking about, like, when you're whitewashing, you got to make everything white. Like, this is a Japanese company. <laughs> like, uh, this is probably not a single white dude related to this decision. Um, so I'm going to let them do what they want to do. Final Fantasy has done tremendous work throughout the whole of my life uh so i'm just gonna i'm gonna give them a shot and if it's bad we'll talk about it i hope not because i'm spending four hundred dollars on this game 
Uh, I have already secured my collector's edition. I'm very excited to put my Phoenix next to my Cloud Strife on Fenrir. Um, actually, I'm in the process of cleaning my desk off now so that I have places to put my stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super duper pumped for this game. It looks gorgeous. Uh, I like the voice work that I've heard so far. Um, I love that it's rated mature. I love that so much. Like, we could, like, thank you, Ryan Reynolds, for doing what you did with Deadpool and inspiring apparently the entire media franchise to be like, grownups oh, should be able to have stuff. I'm going to blame it on Deadpool forever. I'm not going to let Deadpool have the credit for this. They've been pushing for it for a while. This yeah, but then Deadpool happened. One. Yeah, Deadpool happened and it was a raging success. So now we can just get other places. But yeah, so far, um, well, they've announced all of the Akons. There's going to be Bahamut, Garuda, Ifrit, Odin, Phoenix, Rama, Ramu, Shiva, and Titan. Oh, yeah. Titan doesn't and, get nearly as much love as the rest of them. So it's good to see him and stuff. Yeah. Well, and this, like, be, this might be the first time he's in two games in a row. Yeah. Because he's, he's the Archon in 15 as well. They're called Dominance. That's the word I was trying to remember. The a dominant of some yes, of a, <laughs> 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 Nice. But, um, like, a dominant is the um, person who has the power over the Akon, like, can transform into it and such. Does that make, does that make you free to submissive? Is that what we're doing? No. I'm sorry. That's... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's anyway, a low joke, um, and I had to do it. But um, the there's not there's not just one icon of a thing, but there's one dominant for it, and um, like there's Benedicta, who's the girl who looks like Quistus got a haircut and stole Adia's shirt, mm-hmm. and um, she's the dominant of Garuda, Warden of the Wind, and she's a spy with skills and swordplay. Hell yeah. Uh, so we're not going to break the whole game down here. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just I going over to. some... I would love to, yeah. but uh, we'll get to that for sure. Like, as it's getting ready to come out, at some point, <laughs> we'll do... I'm sure we'll do a whole episode where we just gush dump about Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, we'll do a very, perspective and then probably a retrospective as soon as it launches. Yeah, I'm very excited for sixteen. I have tremendous faith in Square Enix. I buy everything that they produce. So... Uh, this will this will be no different. I'm very excited for this game to come out and to uh, laugh in the face of people who tell me it's going to suck. I love you, Jake. Jake hasn't said anything about this one. Let's give not, him credit. Not, he's that's true. Yet he's doing better. <laughs> yet <laughs> we'll see. Um, I love him. Judas is coming out. Looks like all the best parts of Bioshock, and it's more well lit than Bioshock, which I appreciate because. As over the years, my vision's getting worse and worse, and I tried replaying the first Bioshock game and couldn't see enemies who I knew were there, and like it was bad. Uh, honestly, lighting might be a big thing for me in Bioshock because I'm one of those guys. Like, I'm not a big first-person shooter fan. Um, Bioshock is probably one of the more entertaining ones, but the the lighting is always a big detriment to me in almost every game that I don't like. So, like, shit like, so like Dark Souls, um, Elden Ring. Bioshock, things that are very darkly lit, I tend to shy away from just because I like to see what I'm doing. Um, yeah, that being said, I am I'm very excited to give it a shot. Uh, it looks fun, it looks entertaining, like it looks like Bioshock. And uh, while I'm not a fan, I feel like the formula in Bioshock is a good fit. So uh, you know, the Judas looked very exciting for me. So 
you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully it's going to be great. Uh, I would like to think that it's going to be great. But uh, yeah, no, it, I'm excited to find out, you know, how it is. Um, but the trailer, the trailer was very good. Calling it now, Judas is going to be on the moon. Well, we had he didn't, he didn't have a great, he didn't have a, were, didn't have a great run in Israel. So why not the moon? We had um, the first two games of Bioshock were at the bottom of the ocean. The third was up in the sky. Oh, I mean, the moon is a solid guess, but you know, like they have to do something on the ground at this point. Like that's, that's the only untraversed place for them is the the dirt. Well, they're always about leaving the normal place, so the ground is the normal place. And both um, one and three, you start on the ground, and oh, and one you start in the ocean. But you know what I'm saying? Is this the same uh, development company? Uh, not the same company, but the same crew. Mm, okay. All right. Um, then we had Diablo Four. Honestly, it was the trailer was like good versus evil. Yeah, I thought the, the use of the phalanx formation and the spears that was a good touch, but like nothing of the actual game was revealed to me except oh, Lilith's in it. So, so Diablo is one of those franchises, right? That like it's it's fun uh but it's like it's it's very similar to like street fighter and tekken in call of duty and that like they don't need to change it oh and dark souls dark souls is terrible for it they don't need to update or change their formula or do anything different because the people who like their shit are just gonna buy it this is gonna be a dark souls game or dark souls game sorry uh, this is going to be a Diablo game. This is going to be everything. A that... game that involves souls. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a Diablo game. It's going to be, I am certain that it's going to tick every, you know, every block that you need from a Diablo game. I don't think it's going to deviate very far off of that road. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm probably going to play the shit out of it at some point. Um, but is it, is it going to change the industry or alter the world? No. It's, I mean, it's a Diablo game, and it looks gorgeous, and that's all they really care about. Well, we don't know that it looks gorgeous. That was just the cutscene. Well, the cutscenes look gorgeous. That's the gameplay doesn't need to look gorgeous. They've already got their they've already got their money. Diablo is a free money game. People who play Diablo are gonna buy gonna buy Diablo. I, and at least it's not before, the mobile Diablo where before everybody fully... hears this and gets on me, I I'm the same way with Final Fantasy. I, they don't need to sell to me. They got my money. Um, yeah, we bought that Crystal way. Chronicles game. Yeah, I, I bought Crystal Chronicles, and it was for a system I didn't like. <laughs> I still paid for you it. Meaning the new one. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it was, remake, it's, whatever it's, it's it was. a remake from the GameCube one, though. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the was, GameCube. I didn't own one, but I want. I enjoyed playing with the friends. I didn't. I didn't have friends during the years that those games were coming out, so I didn't have anybody to play with. So I'm not really attached. Any game that's like requires multiplayer, I'm very apprehensive on. You've seen how I make friends, so <laughs> you know I know. It's just I can't relate to that because at, I did. I mean, I can do it now. I can just go out and get friends now. But at the time in high school, I didn't talk to people. I didn't have charisma. Nobody wanted to be yeah. around me. So I have yeah, always had that riz. You you remember though how we became friends? Yeah. Oh no, I remember. I just walked up to this man. I was like, "We're friends now," loudly and forcefully. Um, Earthblade looking great, has a great classic retro feel. The uh background art, not a huge fan of it. Looks 
weirdly like Terraria with the backgrounds, but only the background. The rest of it, hand done, looks beautiful. Um, it looks like a Metroidvania-style game, so they've got me already. Which, I know, you're not a fan of Metroidvania, and I think I figured it out, because it's an action RPG, but it's an action RPG with platforming, and I know how you are about platformers. I just, it's, I'm, the closest I've ever been to, like, enjoying platformers past the, the age of, like, Mario and Sonic is Xenogears. That's as close to platforming, and I did the Tower of Babel, and I legitimately wanted to die. So, uh... Yeah, I'm just not a big platformer. It's never oh, been a and thing Valkyrie for me. Profile. Well, yeah, Xenogears is is much more intense and much worse. Uh, but Valkyrie, yeah, Valkyrie Profile does have a touch of platforming in it. And that's how you get around. That's how you get around, but it's not how you do your fights. Fighting and platforming yeah. is what what I despise. Ah, um, and then um, Warhammer 40k Space Marine. This just felt like a mixture of like. Your average everyday monster hunting type game, not monster hunter, but but they added a 40k skin on it. Yeah, I mean the gameplay looks entertaining, uh, but you know it's it's another one of those franchises like the Warhammer fans they're gonna buy it because it's Warhammer. Um, I'll check it out. You know if I can get a like a free copy or if it's on like Game Pass or PlayStation Plus or something like that, I'll try it and see how I like the gameplay before I buy it. Um, Never really been drawn into Warhammer 40k. Uh, a lot of my friends are in it, and I don't know how they pay for the mortgage on their houses. Um, but if you like Warhammer, it's probably going to be a great game for you. Um, but again, remember, my, my two big genre phobias are space and mechs, and Warhammer is a scary place for me. So I'll check it out and see how it is, uh, but I'm also not holding my breath on it. And then we have Dune Awakening. This looks beautiful. Um, the Dune fandom is very divided on themselves about what in Dune was good and when it became bad and what novels you should skip, but I've voraciously consumed all of it, and I enjoyed it. I, I like me a good sci-fi. It doesn't have to be deeper than that, but sometimes they try, and sometimes sci-fi authors take LSD and form religions. Sometimes uh, I was—I've never been drawn into the Doom thing, or Dune. Sorry, I've never been really drawn into the Dune thing. Um, the the visuals look good. I'll have to see the gameplay before I decide if I want to try it or not. Uh, but I'm one of those. I'm not a person that's going to buy it on the the name of Dune by itself. Uh, I'm I'm not married to the lore. I'm not super invested uh, either way across the board. So. Uh, it looks great. Trailer didn't get me excited, though. Weird for me that you're not into Dune because you don't only walk without rhythm, you live without rhythm. Well, that's, I'm just white, man. I'm not a Shonen Jump character. I don't get to have all the races. Right, Ichigo, calm down. Oh, I'm, I'm not Ichigo. <laughs> I'm, whatever the opposite of Ichigo is, that's me. Uh, I'm one race, I like food. <laughs> um, he's the only Shonen Jump character I've never seen eat. And he's not fat, and he's his DNA has got to be like a quadruple helix. There's no way you can fit it all in two. I, I just hate that while they go through all the things he has, I hate that he's like powerful enough to defeat single ones of that, because this man has like a 30-second of each of these races. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's 
But yeah, no, I don't have rhythm because I'm white. That's, I didn't inherit rhythm. It's not in my family tree. I'm okay at rhythm games. I'm okay at rhythm Yours games as long as I don't have to dance. And um, then we got Remnant 2. It looks much more polished and developed than From the Ashes. It looks like it's going to be fun. Um, this is obviously it's a sequel to Remnant from the Ashes. And I'm looking forward to playing this. I won't pick it up day one just because it looks fun, but it doesn't look like shut up and take my money fun. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's it looks good. Uh, I, you, of course, welcome back to the surprise, everybody. I have not played Remnant one, um, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, it's nothing about the trailer really like yanked me into where like I have to play this, but we will certainly certainly check it out and give it a go. Uh, the trailer is worth watching. Uh, it just didn't snatch me up. Next, we have yet another Soulsborne game, a sequel to a 2014 game by almost the same name. They didn't even bother to change the name except to add the word the. We have mm. the Lords of the Fallen, which also doesn't look like the other one. It looks even more like just the straight-up Dark Souls game. That's wild, because Lords of the Fallen, I played for like 15 minutes, and it's just a Dark Souls game. Um, if you guys like Soulsborne, first of all, I'm sorry your parents didn't love you. Uh, they may have a degradation. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that something happened to you that punishment feels like a reward. Um and I hope kink that shaming, though. we're not kink shaming. I'm not. No, I'm not kink shaming anybody. I am sorry for the events in your life that led to that being your preference. However, if you just really like to be punished uh, for wanting to be happy, go play another Dark Souls game. Uh, here's a new one. The Lords of the Fallen is another Dark Souls. Yay. There is a Dark Soul. It should. It makes my soul dark that this is such a fucking prevalent game genre. Like, holy shit! Ugh. Like, and I talk a lot of shit. Like, one of my former friends is just absolutely in love with Dark Souls, um, and he's just the most depressing person to be around for more than twenty. He's minutes. the worst. Uh, and I like. I have four people in my head, right, who just love Dark Souls. And one he, he's of them saying he can think of four people. He's there's not four people inside of his head that love Dark Souls. Oh no, there are zero people inside of my head that love Dark Souls. Um, but there are four humans who exist that I know that love Dark Souls. One of them is a good person, and honestly, finding out how much they like those types of games was truly a shock. Uh, the other three are just despicable people. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying inherently that you're a bad person if you like Dark Souls, um, because Elijah is fantastic, and I don't know why he hates himself. But man, this this whole genre is just so depressing. It's the fact that it exists and it is prevalent as it is. And I I absolutely understand loving like oh I want to feel some sense of accomplishment. But I mean, sure, like start a business, just go accomplish a thing. Um, beating a beating a game that is problematically hard to be just for the sake of being problematically hard, that doesn't feel like like that doesn't feel like an accomplishment. And I've never felt more like someone spit in my face than playing Dark Souls two and dying. 
and getting a trophy. Welcome to Dark. No, this is Dark Souls. And I was like, wow, every dark, okay. every Dark Souls has that. Every Dark Souls has a trophy where you have to die to get it. Yeah, I hate it. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Especially when you don't know it's coming. Like Dark Souls Two was my first one I picked up because Ooh, it was God. like four dollars. So I was like, oh, sweet. yeah. There's a reason. <laughs> but well, um, you, you took it, and it, let's let me be clear. This is all my opinion. You know, I'm not saying Dark Souls is objectively a bad series. It's just subjectively a terrible one. Uh, but you picked up like the worst game in a bad series to start. <laughs> I think one's the worst. I've played through all of them. One's terrible, and I didn't enjoy any of them. To be They're all bad. Uh, two is the two like in the Dark Souls community. Two is all like hardcore seen as the worst. Dark Souls Two gets the suikative for treatment from the community, where like the people who love it love it, but like eighty percent of the people who play that series just shit on it because it's fun. But it, I mm. play Lords of the Fallen if you hate yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can do that now. Play the Lords of the Fallen if you hate yourself. Like, enough of our dislike for the Soulsborne seat. Well, um, get used now to, to move on to Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the, the Lost Demon. It's a platforming game that's a prequel to Bayonetta with lessened combat. It looks playable. Kind of cute story. We know how it ends because it's the prequel to Bayonetta. But so, I'll pick it up down the line. So fun story. I don't know how it ends. Uh, I have never actually played Bayonetta. I did not have a PlayStation 3 yet when Bayonetta was like at the height of her popularity. Uh, and by the time I got one, it had died off and I never got around to play it. Um, this this feels like a different game entirely, personally. Just yeah. from what I've seen of Bayonetta than to watch the trailer. So, I mean, you know, if you buy it, I'll play it just to see. Uh, and I like to play things in like chronological order anyway. So at this point, I would play this before actual Bayonetta. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. And no strong opinions on it because I, uh, once again, haven't played the original release. So uh, it looks looks fun enough for me to try. Then we have Destiny 2 Lightfall, which, yep, Destiny sure is Destiny. Yep, um, it's not an RPG. Don't ever first-person shooter fans tell me Destiny is an RPG because we'll have a whole argument about it. Um, it sure is Destiny. If you know, if you like level-building first-person shooter games, go have the time of your life. Um, I actually played like a re- the original Destiny and a little bit of Destiny too, just to see uh, if I would like it because everybody promised me an MMORPG as an MMOFPS. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not going to change the world. The story is okay. Uh, it was. It wasn't the best story of its time. It's only the best story of its genre because there's nothing else in its genre. So I don't I like the the story. And there's Cade Six, which you'd like him. He's voiced by Nathan Fillion. I do like Nathan Fillion. I don't know if I like him enough to suffer through Destiny. Let's remember, I have my two genres that are very touchy for me in Destiny rail space right in the face so it does it though like they're like here's your moon base where you can do all your social things now hop on this cruiser bike and suddenly be on a spot on earth so it hints at space strongly but it's not a good game it's honestly it's i mean if you really like first person shooters 
and, and you want a semblance of a story, this is probably your best bet. Uh, but it's not a good game. Uh, it's okay. It's playable. Like I've I played each of the Destinies for you know five or six hours, which my my minimum requirement to for a story game is three hours to see if I like it. So I played each of them for longer than the minimum, so they're playable. Uh, but I mean, they're not good. Like my metric is like the quality of a game is can I play it by myself? Like if I if my internet is out as just me and my PlayStation, can I play it? And Destiny is a no. No, I cannot. Not only like physically can I not, but also it would not be fun if I were playing solo. Um, so Which I is mean, your I, preferred way to play a game. It's absolutely my preferred way to play a game. Um, video game time is my therapy. Um, and what we don't do is involve other people in therapy. That's like a rule somebody wrote somewhere, and I'm just abiding by it. I do group therapy. Mm. Every time I've ever had a therapist, they're like, make sure you're in a quiet room with no access to anybody else. And you just have just, just me and you. Um, and I follow that rule when I video game therapy. Not me. I involve all of you when I'm having my video game therapy. I'm like, a oh, thing has occurred. Please come down here. No, no, I, I know. I mean, it helps that like, I know the game you're playing right now. So that's beneficial. Yeah. A lot of the time I'm like, come down here. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> what the fuck? Like the archipelago thing where you were like, land in this tiny patch right here. You didn't know you could land it. And I was like, son of a bitch. I found that shit on accident, <laughs> if it helps. I was also struggling with that spot. That's why I do it so well. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. And then next we have Street Fighter Six. This gave us a great look at their game modes and their mini games. I'm already knowing I'm going to main JP. My old man dude has big JoJo energy. He also kind of looks like the um what is it the special friend somebody's grandma brought home from church mm. i like the idea of the create a character and training under the classic guys to learn their abilities and everything i like that they brought all the classic characters back i jokingly am a little upset that there's nobody from third strike but like i know third strike was wild and out there so that's why but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Again, I won't pick it up day one just because, again, I don't really enjoy playing online versus games and fighting games. And no one in my house really plays multiplayer games like that. So I would be getting it for just me. So I'm not going to get it right out the gate. Fair. Um, sure, sure is a Street Fighter. I'll try the creative mode, the creative character. Like, if that's a story. Cool, we'll see. Uh, I am trepidatious in thinking that it's maybe just like a tutorial to teach you how all the characters play. Um, not a big, uh, not a big guy on fighting games, but you know, it's if it's got a cool story like the old Soul Calibur used to. Cool, we'll give her a go. Um, but for the most part, she looks like a Street Fighter. And did they bring Blanca back? I ain't seen my man in like 20 years. I think so. Yeah, like, so far so far, who's been announced is um, Luke, Jamie, Manon, Kimberly, Marissa, Lily, JP, Judy, DJ, Cami, Ryu, E. Honda, Blanca, Guile, Kin, Chun-Li, Zangief, and Dulcie. And that's just so far. 
All right. I mean, like I said, I'll look at it. Um, I haven't. I'll still cold honesty. I haven't seen an impressive. Like I haven't been impressed by a fighting game in a long time. Um, the last one I beat was Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. I played that the day Jason David Frank died. Um, didn't impress me. It's not like, oh my god, this game is so great. But you know, it's a fighting game. It's uh, mm, they don't appeal to me. Um, it looks very Street Fighter-y. Like it's just that the Street Fighter art style that hasn't updated. Uh, I am hoping all of the other game modes will make it more palatable because I hated the story mode in Street Fighter Five. Uh, it's very bland. Um, my problem, right, is that Mortal Kombat told stories so well in that style that everybody is trying to snatch it up and use it, and it doesn't translate to everybody. Mortal Kombat does it great. Um, and in fact, as somebody who does not like fighting games, Mortal Kombat was my second my second most played game of 2022. I need to put in a caveat here. Drew is you being don't, facetious. I'm not being facetious. It's my most played game the of art, No, not that. Not that. When you said the art style didn't change at all, it definitely has changed. It's no longer... It changed from five to six? Yeah. Okay, because it looks like this. The Ryu in the six trailer looks exactly like Ryu from the five gameplay to me. Well, other than I mean, like you know, art, having art, I mean, like art style and quality, not like character design. Yeah, so do I. Um, five had this weird like cartooniness to it that six does not. Six looks very cartoony to me. That may not be the right word. What I'm looking for. I mean, they like, may have, they may have dulled the colors down. Maybe they put Zach, Zach Snyder on the team, but. Aside from that, <laughs> aside from that, it looks the same to me. Okay, um, I like comparing them. I don't like at all what they did with Ken and Five. Like he has his hair down and pulled back into ponytail, and he has like some bangs things going on. And it sounds swear, like you're, it sounds like you're attacking my man Trunks right now, and I don't much appreciate it. Well, considering what Ken usually looks like, they also softened all of his features in Five, and um. They changed engines is one of the main okay. things that happened. So I'm going to say this. Hey, you're going to get mad because Ken is your guy. But would you say uh, what Ken normally looks like? Homeless? Do you mean homeless? Because Ken normally that, looks homeless. New, no, that's the new thing. And that's what I was literally about to comment on. That Ken looks like, you know, he, well, we know that he um, he's, returns in Street Fighter 6 looking much scruffier, wearing like this tan coat, dark vest, and Boots over his red gi. He fucking, he literally looks like, and this is as someone who spent years homeless, sleeping under bridges and staying on people's couches. He looks like a dude who, his divorce was messy. She got the house and all the money. So he's now just roughing it on the streets, fighting on the streets, if you will. I mean, Ken, Ken's hair has looked like a homeless vagrant for like five games. So. Yeah, um, this is, not they're just, just going back to the roots. They're just going back to roots with Ken. That's all. In five, they were like, "Here we go. Look how pretty Ken can be." And also the weird implication that his eyebrow, his eye, his eyebrows give that his hair is dyed shows strongly through in six mostly, but in five it's jokingly visible because his eyebrows are black. <laughs> like my man's going through some stuff. His roots are but, showing in six. Yeah, a lot of my a lot of my Street Fighter fuck like people 
that like obsessively play Street Fighter and almost nothing but Street Fighter. Let me be very clear when I say Street Fighter people. My people who like Street Fighter is their gaming personality. Not happy about this game, like by and large. Uh, and I'm not super clear what the issues are, um, but it's it's almost universally amongst that genre of people that I interact with uh, being lambasted. So we'll see. Um, I really hope that there's a story mode and that it's fun and engaging. Um, that way I can come back in a few months and be like, Hey guys, street fighter six is definitely all right. Um, but as of right now, it's just a street fighter. I wonder what changes they're already planning for the turbo edition. I'm sorry, ultra, whatever. It's not alpha, uh, super than turbo or the order they go in. What did they do? Yeah. They did ultra for street fighter five. I know that. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure they're already working on their changes for Super Super Turbo Ultra, Alpha Sigma Gamma Beta, or whatever. Whatever the new versions of Street Fighter Six they're already working on. Are. Um, then we've got Hellboy Web of Weird. I'm not even sure of the genre of this game. It looks like it might just be like, uh, not a beat 'em up in the traditional style, but like in the vein of God of War, but nothing nearly as good as God of War. Um, I love that they went for the comic book art style, but that art style and motion, the cell shadedness, gives me a migraine, so I'm not there for it. Good old beautiful Hellboy. Um, I don't like cell shading. I've never liked cell shading. It's always been a dumpster fire for me. Uh, the thing I'm the most excited about is listening to you lose your mind when uh, video game reviewers call it Web of Wired. That's I'm I'm I know it's coming both sides of that spectrum uh aside from that uh yeah hellboy's cool i like the ron perlman movies i've never been like in the comics where i'm sure he's some kind of god angel devil demon thing um that's what he is in the ron perlman movies yeah i know i do he's he's itchigo with a big arm all the races uh but yeah it i mean it looks it looks entertaining um we'll see how it plays um it reminds me of the Full Metal Alchemist games on PlayStation 2, like visually, that's the vibe I get, and those were really good to me. So, uh, you know, maybe, fingers crossed. Right. And um, then we've got Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC. This looks amazing. This is classic Metroidvania, but Dead Cells never took itself fully seriously, and that was fun. The trailer made me laugh so hard just seeing the main character get his ass kicked and thrown through the wall of Dracula's castle and landing at the feet of him and Dracula reacting and throwing away his wine goblet and vanishing into lightning and appearing right in front of you as he does in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That just felt like a love letter to Symphony of the Night. And then you and the Belmonts team up and I'm there for it. I love the original Dead Cells. I love like the vanilla game. And I'm loving it with the addition. Like, it's looking incredibly fantastic. Uh, So my issue with this trailer, right, is this trailer was made for Dead Cells fans who are also Castlevania fans. Like, this is just, all it did was showcase the the team-up of Belmont, Alucard, and the main character from Dead Cells. There was no Uh, Alucard. Well, who was he with? Two Belmonts, Simon and Trevor. Well... One of them look like Alucard to me. Um, my problem, right, is that I don't have any kind of attachment to Dead Cells. I don't have an attachment to Castlevania. 
and they didn't show me any gameplay. Now, I'm certain what type of game this will be, and I don't have an attachment to the genre. But, you know, if I'm sure, you know, if you're like Robin and these are games that were big for you, you're very excited. I'm happy that you're happy. Uh, I, based on this trailer, have zero interest in trying it. You know, if you buy it, I'll look at it. But this trailer wasn't enough to get somebody who's never played any of these games engaged with spending my money. And this was just a, it's a DLC trailer. So you already know if you're looking at it to play it, you already know the game it is because you already have the base game if you're trying to get this. So it's for fans of, uh, of Dead Souls. That's fair. For a while, there were so many games coming out with Dead in their name around that time period that I had this confused with like two other games when they were coming out. And I was like, oh, okay, that one. But um, then um, to bring an end to our trailer section, there was a trailer for The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie, which that's my number four most anticipated game of 2023. I love the series beyond all belief. Really? Oh. And this is the closing of the Erebonia and Crossbell arcs. What was really about? I, it's, I, I honestly thought this was your most anticipated game of the year. Um, Atelier Ryza 3 is coming out this year. Oh, that's the um, one. Okay, that's fair. Final Fantasy 16 is coming out this year. Mm. And um, Final Fantasy 7. Oh, Rebirth, Union? right. Rebirth, Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll probably be like December, but yeah. Yeah, they've already said December, but I'm still just like, ah. So while I love this, it's it's going to be bittersweet because it's the closing of the Erebonian Crossbell arcs. So it's the end of my favorite sections, and they've already got other games that are releasing that are new sections so they're already there so i know that this is them just closing the book on those there will obviously be small things that are appearing in the other games for these because it's a linked world and they do so much to keep it feeling living and everything Mm. including the amount of growth they put into just npcs like um since i have you starting them um start with zero start with trails from zero because mm-hmm. it's well because i'm getting you the ones that you can play on the playstation otherwise i'd say start with sky first Scott first yeah, yeah sky just, the first. just send me a list okay play order well i was saying the reason that's important is there's just a character who talks to you about how um he's wanting to grow up and become part of the military in that one and then you find him in uh, Cold Steel 1. He's just one of the NPCs that are in your not in your class but in your school Mm. and like he grows and becomes a general by the fourth one but for the Erebonian army so it's like a lot of plot growth put into one character who if you just don't engage with every NPC you'll miss it so like they put shit in there that may... Well, that's our one S-bomb. We get one F-bomb in order to keep the family-friendly ratings. <laughs> oh, I, I have those listed as explicit. It's fine. Okay. All right. But yeah, I'm, I love this. I could gush about this all day. Um, But now we got to move into the next section. That was the last trailer? Cool. Yeah. All righty. So top five games of 2022. Now, we came up with these lists earlier in the week. Uh, and has since started touching on new games. So these may be these may be a little bit different. 
than when we initially talked about them. What is your number five game? My number five game is Ghostwire Tokyo. Fantastic game. You get to go through and hunt and collect yokai and like deal with like this whole spiritual convalescence thing that's happening where this guy is using all the souls that were in Shibuya to amass his evil goals. I'm not going to spoil what the goals are. This is stuff you see at the very beginning of the game. Bad guys doing bad guy things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have not touched that one yet, so I can't really comment. Uh, I've heard good things. Is it dubbed in Japanese only, though? No. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That is like a big hold off for me. I saw like a, I saw the trailer the other day for the One Piece RPG, and it's all in Japanese. And I'm like, it's another another One Piece game. I just I'm not going to be able to get invested in. I know me. Uh, my fifth game for the year is Pokemon Arceus. Man, there is a lot of hate for the way they mixed and melded the uh you know the qualities of pokemon go and through the traditional pokemon series but man like this open world pokemon game is so fun i love by and you know there's a couple spots where like don't go here you're not supposed to be here but like by and large not having like a sleep and snorlax stopping me from getting where i want to go is such a great feeling it's so foreign to the pokemon series it was just it was fantastic i love arceus uh through and through um i like that you know there's the mechanic for catching pokemon isn't just hey whoop whoop the shit out of them you know what i mean it's something something more nuanced uh to get the different pokemon is a really great feeling i enjoyed that as well um my number four god of war ragnar fantastic game you know i love the storytelling in it the combat feels weighty and fun and depending on what weapon you're wielding your speed and everything changes, so it's dynamic. I love it. Yeah, uh, so we'll we'll chop my list up a little bit because God of War uh, Ragnarok is my number three. So um, yeah, when when we get to number three, I'll just go straight to number two because uh, God of War is so good. It was so fun. You know, I've waited for it for what, a year and a half at this point uh, and was fully not disappointed with the wait. Um, I still t- have to beat it still. Um, because it's it's one of those where like, I don't want to get myself burned out on it, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's it's so fun just slinging an axe or throwing the blades of Athena, um, blades of chaos. Which that they're the blades of Athena, and we can change the name up however we want to. God of War, that's fine. But yeah, it's just it's such a feel good game. It's so fun to play. It's definitely one of the best games of the year for sure. Uh, my number four was stranger of paradise final fantasy origin uh this game is as close to dark souls as you will ever see me go um and it's not as like punishingly difficult as dark souls i like the mechanic of like the the different weapons leveling uh separately so that you can adjust your whole combat style however you want uh and the more you fight with the weapon the better it gets uh it's it's the, it's the Souls-like genre done correctly, and that's why it's not going to be as successful as the rest of the Souls games. Um, and it and it tells a story, and that's that's a skill. To say that Dark Souls doesn't know how to tell stories is the understatement of our generation. Uh, Dark Souls never knew how to tell stories. Um, I absolutely hate that 
the Dark Souls storytelling method is litter litter the environment with flavor text, and I hope you can piece something out of that. Because at the end of the day, like the people who tell me that that's a good storytelling style are also the people who tell me that Final Fantasy 13 sucks because you have to read the story in the journal. At least there's a journal. Um, but Stranger Paradise told a story within a Dark Souls setting. So I know it can be done uh, from software no longer has excuses. But yeah, it, no, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I have the DLC. I have to get on and play it. I beat, I beat uh, Stranger Paradise all the way through like when it first came out. I just played it nonstop for like a month. Uh, ran through the whole thing. I have not jumped back on to go through the DLCs yet. I need to do that. Um, but for like a deviation from the Final Fantasy, like a lot of times Final Fantasy deviates from like what its norm is and it doesn't do great in those instances. This was a to me, a smashing success. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Stranger Paradise. Yeah, I could see that. Um, my number three, Harvestella. It's um, Final Fantasy Harvest Moon or Harvest Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. <laughs> but it um, has a great story. About sixty percent of the way through, there's a huge twist that puts everything on its head and makes you question everything you learned about the game. And then it becomes, as more gets revealed, you realize you knew less and less until like it all comes to a head. And it's the, you can do the storyline whenever you want, or you can spend your whole time just farming. Like whatever you want to do, it's there. There's farming, fishing, um, dungeon crawling. You can romance characters. Like it's fun. Uh, I'll definitely check that out. I remember like, the big thing right on stardew valley so so like when i started playing stardew valley because i haven't played harvestella yet but my big thing when i first started playing stardew valley stardew valley is not like doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do they're like here's your farm figure it out uh and so i'm just i spent my first like three or four days in the game farming uh and just doing the stuff i'm supposed to do according to what i have heard about this game and then all of a sudden everybody's like what are you doing you're wasting time you gotta do this or bad shit's gonna happen i'm like whoa 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 whoa. i want to grow crops um so the idea that there's a game out there where i'm not gonna get punished for taking my time to grow stuff that's great i like that that sounds fun yeah you were one of those like the fuck are you doing when i was playing (laughs) stardew valley uh i try not to be because i try to let people be like free to learn but sometimes it's like oh no well so like it's not necessarily like that i wasn't learning it's that the game doesn't tell you any of that information you you don't get any info they're like it's your grandpa's farm he's dead clean it up i guess do whatever you want with it have a good day i'm like oh okay and it's like make sure you don't go to these places or they're gonna sell the whole goddamn the whole goddamn village to Jojo Mart. That wasn't even like abundantly clear in the game. That was like everybody after was like, oh, if you don't do these things in your first three days, the entire town's going to be a corporation by the end. And I was like, oh, that's a horrible outcome. What? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm excited. Is Harvestella on consoles? Uh, Switch. It's PC and Switch only. God damn it. Okay. Do you want to jump into your number two, or do we return to the normal order? You can go ahead and do your number two. My number three has got to work. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Triangle Strategy. 
Um, I have been waiting for a true successor to Final Fantasy Tactics since 97. Triangle Strategy wasn't quite that, but it's still really good. Um, it's got this nice political drama that unfolds based on your own decisions in dialogue and in combat. Um, the combat's top-notch. There's no summons or anything, but there's good powers and um, like a nuanced class system. And you know how I am about a good job system. Well, we live in America, so any job system is a better one than we're used to. Um, I, want, I want to give an honorable mention to Weird West. It was a real good CRPG this year. Uh, so my number two game of the year is Ayuden Chronicle Rising. Um, you, you guys, people listening to this, you either love the stuff I love and you're going to be jazzed for the next 10 months uh, as I just gush endlessly about Ayuden Chronicle 100 Heroes as it arrives or is getting closer to its release date. Um, which has got to be fairly soon because the original release date was October of 2022. That was when they kickstarted it. That was their announced release date. Uh, and in all the updates, uh, the develop dev is like, this took so much longer than we planned that we're so sorry. We're doing it as fast as we can. Um, but so a Chronicle rising was the prequel game that we got because we kickstarted so hard. Um, and it's so good. Uh, like we, we just talked 10 minutes ago about how I don't like platforming combat games. This is absolutely a platforming combat game. And it's just so well done. It's such a good little story. Um, it's got compelling character arcs. It's got a, a compelling... like they, it's So Aiden Chronicle is made by the team who developed all of the, the first three Suikoden games. Suikoden is at its core, an RPG that is focused on town building and army building. And they added like the town building mechanic into this platforming game. Uh, and I, I can't gush enough about that. Uh, it's got crafting. It's got all of the hallmarks of a uh, JRPG that you want to hit while being a platforming action game. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. I love all the characters. Uh, I just restarted playing it to get my P- PS5 trophies a couple days ago uh, before my number one game was gifted to me, but uh, it's, it's such a good game. If you like platformers and JRPGs, first of all, you're a unicorn as it is, but go check out a Chronicle rising. Absolutely. One of the best games. Of the year. All right. Um, my number one game of the year, just like yours. We both agreed on this one. It's so good. a beautiful love it's letter so to good. the JRPG scene of the mid nineties to early two thousands. Got everything from Suikoden's town building to uh, just the forging abilities that were also there in Suikoden to the hallmark of the JRPG series. You start out with a small political intrigue and wind up, fuck it, let's kill God. Not really kill God, but it escalates like that. Um, It's got wild, like, demi-human species. It doesn't have levels, but you can grind up your skill points so that you can master skills that you learn through use of a grimoire and a similar similar system to how you gained abilities in Chrono Cross. Like, this game, yeah, I got it. Like, well, Drew got gifted it, and I picked it up the next day because I was finishing off Resident Evil 8. And I've I've played it until 6 a.m., 
for the last two nights because I'm yeah. off work. Yeah, the last two nights of... I was like, we should record tonight, and then he just plays till six. And I'm like, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not aware time passes when I'm playing video games. Oh no, I know, and I would never like. There's not a human being on this planet that I would be like, hey, shut down Chain Echoes for a second so that we can do stuff. Ever. It's such a good game. Uh, the so the leveling system just kind of piggyback. The leveling system is almost identical to Chrono Cross. So uh, Chrono Cross implemented like a milestone leveling. You beat a boss, you get a star. In this one, uh, they're called Grimoire shards. Uh, but you beat a boss, you get a Grimoire shard. Um, you have, get enough of your reward board finished, you get a Grimoire shard. Yeah, there's like you have different ways to get the Grimoire shards. And uh, Grimoire Shard gives you gives your entire party a skill point to put into a skill. As you level skills up, you'll get H- HP, you know, strength. All your stat boosts will go like you're leveling up. So it's it's very it's functionally leveling up. It even keeps track of how many Grimoire Shards you've got, so you know your effective level. Um, but it touches on so many tropes. There, you know, there's there's so many like nods to other RPGs. The opening sequence to Chained Echoes is like a almost frame by frame callback to Chrono Trigger. Um, there's a one of the characters in the game is a princess named Amalia, which is a Final Fantasy 12 nod if ever I've heard one. Uh, they, you know, there's there's a a blue mage in the game who gets their skills the same way Queena did in Final Fantasy Nine. Uh, it's Popeye the Sailor Man twist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's he's. Probably my favorite character mechanically in the game. Tomka's fantastic. Uh, but there, it's just, there's, it's so, it's such a good game. It's such an engaging story. Um, and it's honestly, it took a couple of minutes to like, for me to get into the story because the, the first, the, like the, I guess, prologue is it like, it, it kicks you right into the action right after your opener. But, once once you get in and you're on on like your second phase of characters, it's it's it just the ball rolls, man. Uh, I'm in my end game level grinding now. I'm doing my balls grinding rolling for, uphill, baby. Balls rolling up. Balls rolling up. Don't sue <laughs> me, Brendan. I love you. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's easily like it wasn't even a struggle. Like I've had this game for less than five days, five maybe six days, uh, and it's it's not even a struggle for me to say this is the best game of the year so far. Like it's, it, it, I mean, it, it blew everything else out of the water and I love a Chronicle. Uh, but this is just such a high quality product. It's such a good game. I cannot gush enough about chained echoes. Like chained echoes is good enough that like I was telling Elijah about it and I was like, Hey man, you got to go play this game. And he was like, I don't know if I have the money. And I was like, I am, the brokest person you know, and I will find a way to buy you this game if you'll play it. Like, it's that good. You, if you have access to Game Pass, uh, play the game. Uh, me personally, I'm not a big PC player anyway, but I, it is my opinion, having played it on both formats, that this game was designed to be played on consoles. It just flows better and feels better that way. Uh, but if you can play it, play it. Uh, it's decent on PC. It just doesn't control quite as well. But I can't, I cannot gush enough about how fantastic this game is. And it was developed by one dude. He wrote it. He did the art. He did, he did everything but the music. 
So there's a composer and a developer, and it's a two-man team that made the whole game, uh, and it's just a fantastic product. I cannot gush enough. Absolutely go play Chain Echoes. It's the best game of the year. And um, next up, we have um, our favorite remakes or remasters that were released yes, this year. re-releases of the year. And I want to let you go first, because I think as soon as you say what yours is, I may have to correct you. Uh, so mine's thing. honestly, man, mine's a two way tie. Uh, right. so it's, it's dead even between crisis core reunion and tactics ogre reborn. Allow me to introduce a third to the mix for you. Sure. Chrono cross radical dreamers edition. So these were improved upon that you, both of these products were improved upon. Uh, I didn't forget chrono cross. My issue with chrono cross is that it didn't like they upscaled the graphics a bit, but aside from that, it's identically the same game, uh, which is just fine. If Chrono Cross is a good game on its own, it, it absolutely needed to be put on a more recent system. Um, and they added the radical dreamers thing that you could only see before. If you had a Satella view, they did. So that, that was they, important to me because I was tired of telling people about it who had no way of accessing it and couldn't understand you know, almost 20 years of that'll get to you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, and I don't have like any criticisms for that. Like radical dreamers just as an add on wasn't good or defining enough for me to be like, Oh, this is a game of the year candidate. Um, whereas reborn and chrono, uh, chrono cross fuck reborn and crisis core both got, tremendous additional work done most notably for each game is the full voiceover for the casting um and that changed the entire dynamic of crisis core first of all uh that made things that in crisis core original release were monotonous made them much more engaging uh, and more entertaining to the world um and then with tactics ogre this game came out in 95 i know it didn't have a, a voice a full voice cast uh, and the voice work, I don't know if you've played Reborn like on the PS5 yet. The voice work in this game is fantastic. This voice work is, is the stuff I'm talking about when I'm like, I need English dubs so that I can enjoy the language. Because the, the team on this game killed it. Absolutely killed it. Now, I do hate your sister's name a lot. Like a you know, lot you love Kashua. I hate the word Kashua with a passion I don't have the ability to give words to. It's it sounds gross and it tastes nasty when it comes out of my mouth. But uh aside from that, I'm I mean I'm playing it now and it's an incredibly fun game. And I you know, I do have a thing for tactics games. Uh, I'm probably gonna end up playing Sweet It and Tactics here again in my downtime at some point because I just love tactics games, but, uh, and they don't come out anymore. This is like, this coming out is real exciting because tactics games just don't exist in the way that they need to anymore. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, I can't even make a decision, uh, which is funny because two days ago I'd have been like crisis core hands out. No questions. Um, but this I'm one, glad you're enjoying tactics ogre. Yeah. This it's one is just as, a lot to my heart. I have tried Tactics Ogre like on emulators for like other handheld devices uh, and did not really get engaged with it before. So, and I think the voice 
cast is a lot of what that is for me, honestly. Because that's it's I mean it's a big deal. Well the PSP port also had full voice support. Okay. Just yeah, I mean this is Super Nintendo one. <laughs> yeah, this is just the first thing. Well, fair. Um, but I I am a five way tie well not tie, but I have five that are my top five. Starting with if they're your top five and you can't make a decision, that is in fact a five way tie. Well it's I have two that oh, are just tied a top for five. Second. Okay. Go for it. I have two that are tied for second and then three that are tied for first. And it's um Jesus. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Like that was a great remake. It added well, great re release that added some stuff, added hours of new content, the same humor, like I absolutely love the Stanley Parable. And then Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition. And we've already discussed that, but then mm-hmm. Live Alive, which was one of my favorite Famicom games, and when there was uh, a release done that would let me play it on the PlayStation One with the uh, Goldfinger, which was a Game Shark-like thing that let you swap out games to be able to burn your own games and stuff. But it was just because I wanted my American friends to have a chance to play it, and there was the PlayStations wouldn't play Japanese ones. That's fair. And then Tactics Ogre Reborn. Again, we just talked about that. It's incredible. And then my true number one, Trails from Zero. I had been waiting. I was part of Geofront. We were doing the translations for it fan-wise. We lost a member of the crew a couple of days after the game itself came out. The latest patch actually includes a fond farewell memorial to him. And I wasn't prepared for that. Like, this game was my introduction to the Kiseki series, the Trails series. And it means so much to me. I'm so glad to be able to share it with people I care about. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic series, no questions. Um, I, I played a little bit. I haven't beaten it yet, obviously, but I did play a little bit of Trails from Zero. Uh, and I, I enjoy it. It's just, my, it's not even an issue. It's just my life got too busy to just keep playing it the way I needed to. Uh, but yeah, it's, I have thoroughly enjoyed it as a franchise. Uh, I played a little bit of cold steel. I need to get back into that. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a great real ace. Yeah, I mean, it would have just stood as a standalone game for me. And that's not even like a genre I play. Uh, well, not a genre. It's definitely a genre I play often, but it's not a series I had heard of before we met. It's like the Atelier series, huh? Just like the Atelier series. I, I mean, I'm still not super confident that I know everything about Atelier. You don't. I have so much more to share with you over the years. Just reasons you got to stick around. I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but let's also keep in mind that uh, I have my issues with a non-English voiceover, and Atelier seems pretty dedicated to not <laughs> coming to the West vocally. That's fair. Alrighty, so what games try to narrow it down to like a couple are you most looking forward to in 2023 it's a try if you you fail you (laughs) if you fail it's fine i just just try to keep it there um hellier rides of three final fantasy 16 um the next part of seven remake i keep forgetting what the re is there rebirth rebirth um i had my number four and it's Currently playing hard to get with my memory. She'll do that. Oh, um, Trails into Reverie. Okay. How about uh, you? Me, I, I would have to say 
Final Fantasy 16 for sure. Let's see what else is coming out this year. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a dozen, but 16 is the easy one. Rebirth. We all know how I feel about Final Fantasy 7. Um, but the one that you forgot, and it's technically a re-release or a remaster or a remake. Fucking Suikoden in his back, baby. That's true. Konami is finally, after years of me campaigning on Twitter, you're welcome, Internet. I campaigned on Twitter a problematically long time for them to do anything with the Suikoden IP. Uh, and they announced very recently, I can't remember exactly when. September 16th. Um, yeah, very recently that they are re-releasing Suikoden 1 and 2 uh, Gay Wars and Dudon Unification for what? Sometime in 2023. Yeah, it's and and listen to me, Konami. I know you can hear me. Uh, just put it out. Like you don't need you don't need to wait months, right? You've already done the work. I've seen it. I saw that it's done. You did the update to the graphics. You did the changes on the pro on the portrait pictures. Yeah, you you've updated the music. I've seen it. You put it on Twitter. We saw it. Put it out next month. Give it to me by February. Show me you're capable of love. If they give it to us by February, I'm going to be sad because I already don't have enough expendable income to get the games that I wanted to get myself for my birthday. Adding that in will just be one more I can't get yet. Look, <laughs> I, I need you to respect that I will prostitute myself for the money required to buy this game. I have been like literally begging konami to put this game out for like 15 years like i, I he just says campaigning literally anything konami owned that they posted something on even like posting in like konami spain's threads about the new pro evolution soccer game he'd be like where's we're it in though <laughs> where's tweak it in though put it out we'll buy it come on it's not that freaking hard like and I, it's funny that it took them even two years after they watched Aiden Chronicle make $4 million in a week. Like, that, they still took this long to put it out. Because it's, it's not even like they have to work that hard. Like, they have the stuff. It's done. They're updating some things, and I appreciate that. I really do appreciate the work. But, like, you could have done this 10 years ago, and you still would have made crazy money. Like, Sweden, the Sweden fan base is rabid. We are absolutely insatiable for another game please put it out uh if you announced sweet and six tomorrow we would collectively die like the heart here take this yeah the heart attack the heart attack that at the announcement right because every like you guys who aren't in the weekend fan circle you don't understand this robin will know what i mean what's going to happen on april 1st One's going to announce sweet and six somebody's going to announce sweet and six they've done it every year since like 2012 Somebody makes a very convincing Suikoden and Six announcement, uh, and this year I hope if I was Konami, I would legitimately announce Suikoden and Six on April first, and just let everybody think I was fucking with them until trailer time. That is what I would do, but I'm an asshole. Konami, don't do that. Don't be me. Be better. Be better than me. Konami, I'll, I'll take that to get a new one. <laughs> uh, anything, anything to get a new one, right? Anything to get a new one. Uh, there's nothing I won't do. For another Suikoden game, they're they're so so good. Even though even the one I I like the least is still a fantastic game. Suikoden three is 
wonderful. It is a joyous train ride the entire time. It's just the worst one available. Um, and I would, I, you guys are going to get so sick of listening to me gush about the sweet hitting games, but they're so, so good. And the, the fact that Konami is finally re-releasing one and two, like one and two were released on the PlayStation three store. And that is the last time they've seen Western releases. It's been years. Um, this is so overdue, but I'm so excited about it. I'm, I'm probably more excited about the Suikoden release than I am Final Fantasy, if I'm honest. Uh, just because, yeah, I know Final Fantasy is going to continue to get games because Squaresoft likes money. Squaresoft. Ooh, That's I haven't used smart. that in a while. Yeah, I haven't used that those, that phrase in a while. But, you know, they know, like, they give their fans what the fans want. Um, and uh, you know what? Konami struggles there. I got to remember that. In um, Deus Ex, there's a tr- there's a poster on one of the buildings for Final Fantasy 47. No, 28. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 there is. Yeah. Whereas, like, we already have plans for it. I swear, yeah, they, if they use the same character plan. art that, like, they had on the poster for the main character, I will literally die of laughter. There, there would be no reason for them to not do that. It would be. Is just a, a smart business decision. Because like Final like Fantasy an Easter egg forty years before. Yeah, Final Fantasy is free money. I don't, and so it's sweet. Sweet, it would also be free money. Like I don't know what other series does Konami do that. But they haven't would, just made into pachinko machines. I don't. Yeah, know. well, not that they'll turn everything <laughs> into a pachinko. They turn you into a pachinko machine if they can legally get away with it. I'd let them. Do you just want to be a robot? A pachinko machine is not a robot. I want to be a patchy slot machine to be accurate. I want to be one of the ones where it's like ting, and then balls fill out everywhere. Well, you do that last part probably. But uh, yeah, like I don't know why, like what Konami is doing with their game department. Like, and for those who aren't aware, Konami is also like the electricity company in Japan. So like they're they're not in like a bad space for money, but. But man, like Suikoden, Suikoden the franchise is so good. And there's so many stories that they've started and just haven't got to because they just stopped putting the games out. Uh, but I'm very hopeful because uh, I was reading the the guy in charge of the re-release said that if this is successful, he wants to continue to do stuff with the Suikoden IP. And this is legitimately the most hope that Suikoden fans have had in like over a decade. Which is, we get, like, what, two years after Aiden Chronicle, and they're like, hey, this is basically going to be another Speaking of Games. So we're like, yes. And Konami was like, what if actual Speaking of Games? We're like, yes. It's like, just... wait, you guys are interested? We thought that was just that one guy on Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was this one asshole on Twitter who hasn't been leaving us alone for months. You guys really want these games? Well, it wasn't just me. I didn't just give the dev team $4 million. I would. I would, and that's why I'm not rich. Do you understand? I would. I would give any amount of money <laughs> to continue the Suikoden. I would go to Konami with $10 million and be like, just for Suikoden 6, $10 million for this one game. Just make it. Even before we find out that Konami was following the Jim Butcher and George R. R. Martin rule, and every time you bothered them about it, just delayed it a year. I hope that. George R. R. Martin... Like for for the for the people who have been like bleeding in my ear about these books, I hope he dies before he finishes them. I don't, I don't want work, just because I don't want to go through the Robert Jordan thing again. 
I don't know who that is. The Wheel of Time author. Okay, what thing? Um, he died before finishing, and so like another author picked up with his notes who was close to the family and everything, but it took years and until we knew that was happening, my heart was broken that one of my favorite book series would never be completed. So like I mean, if George R. R. Martin lives the rest of my life, the Game of Thrones the book series will never be completed. He's like he was hands in, even on the last season of the show. He told the story he wanted to tell. He's not going back until he needs money. He wasn't hands in on the last season of the show. He said he was hands in on the entire creation. On the in the first season of the show, he gave them the ending for the series in case he died first. He was involved. He said that himself. Like the ending that they put on the show is the ending he wrote for them in the event that he died before the show was finished. Yeah. And that's that's the ending he picked for Westeros. So I have zero interest in him continuing to do that. But yeah, no, that I was enjoyed the, the ending too. Like some of you were mad and I was like, that was actually good. I didn't enjoy that these people seem to have decided we can't suspend disbelief enough for them to have enough light for us to see things because it's supposed to be dark. I'm like, for years they've been like, oh, it's night out. Here's a little bit of dimming of the light. And we're like, oh, that's what night looks like on TV. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what happens when you console Zack Snyder. You need to stop coming for his neck. I will not. I will not stop coming for his shit. Him and Christopher Nolan both, they're on chopping blocks for me. Zack Snyder, he can, play, he can make the greatest movie of all time. Nobody would know because we can't see the fucking thing. And Christopher Nolan does not need to be touching comic books if he's never touched a comic book. That's fair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boy. All right. Well, <laughs> I think... I think that gives us a good wrap on 2022 as far as gaming. Uh, again, I hope you guys had a fantastic Christmas. I hope you're going to have an amazing new year. Uh, this is the first day of the year. We'll be putting it out the same day we recorded it. So you guys are getting the freshest possible episode of the podcast. Um, if you want to support us, uh, just give us a like, a you know five-star rating. If your platform does that, iTunes lets us do five-star ratings. Uh, I think Spotify also lets you do reviews and ratings. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, the algorithm pumps us up, puts us in front of more people. Um, that's going to be the absolute best way to support us. If that's not enough for you, check us out at patreon.com slash level grinding podcast. Uh, we're going to be on there. We're going to offer a variety of tiers, uh, different things that you can do. You can get shouted out on the show. Uh, you know, if you want to give us a dollar, that's fantastic, man. I appreciate every penny that you can. Helps us stay motivated to keep giving you guys good content. Um, but we'll do shout outs on the show, uh, all kinds of different options for people who help us out on Patreon. Uh, but if you don't want to help us out on Patreon, that's totally cool. We're going to continue to make this show for you, uh, mainly because we love doing it. Uh, and Nexus Gaming Alliance allows us to do that. So, that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing year. Uh, and we will see you next week. Stock up on your potions. Keep on grinding.